we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. I need to do From it again. From the Anajar and Levine yeah, yeah. Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Oh, Stone Labana was just creating problems in this studio. Tell him why. Tell him he why. He is so annoying. He said my dog was ugly. Yeah. Well, he says all dogs are ugly. He also, in they his defense. They are prettier than him. Well, I don't get it. I mean, He's ain't jealous. That, that's ain't the that issue. the truth. Ain't that the truth. That's the issue. You jealous, Stone? Uh, you yes. ugly compared yes, to every it. dog. That's exactly it. Uh, this, is, this is a historic day. I feel like every day we jump on the air now here in South Florida. It's a historic day. Yesterday, like make no mistake, PGA Tour Live Golf merging, that's a South Florida story through and through because the major players are all South Florida, Palm Beach County people. That's local, local. That was a historic day yesterday. Today, Lionel Messi is going to be playing 35 minutes from West Palm. going to be playing 20 minutes from 15 minutes from Boca. Again, not accounting for traffic, but this is significant. This is absolutely massive. Lionel Messi is coming to Inter-Miami and spending a couple of minutes with us, and I appreciate him doing this because I am sure he is inundated. For for my money, he is the most thorough journalist that covers Inter-Miami of the Heron Outlet. Check out all of their work, theheronoutlet.substack.com. It is our former teammate here at ESPN West Palm, Ian Hest, here on Ken Levicka Live. Ian, thank you so much, man. I know that things are absolutely crazy. Let me just start with this. There's been so much smoke around this, and I've seen you tweeting about it, but you trying to stay within the day-to-day of the club, all while Lionel Messi potentially looming. Uh, how ultimately, now that it looks like this is going to happen, how surprised, how do you consume Lionel Messi to enter Miami? If you had had this conversation with me last year, I would have been very surprised at this time. Um, it wasn't really until last summer that things had started to heat up between the two camps. Um, kind of heading into the World Cup, I would say the initial really feelings uh, that were happening. But even if you go back to 2019, there were discussions that were happening uh, between Lionel Messi and the Moss brothers, uh, the owners of Inter Miami. Uh, before he moved to PSG, those contacts were, were also reignited uh, two years ago. And so looking back on it now, the timeline was very methodical. It was, it was, there was a pacing to this that led us to today. Um, and then not even to today, to this summer being happening. Uh, the, the biggest hiccup really would have come after the, they won the World Cup. And the, the world was presented to Messi for this $1 billion in Saudi Arabia or the swan song at Barcelona. Um, and then once that kind of quieted down, I don't know, it's, it's sort of re, recalibrated itself. And Inter-Miami, for my money, was always the ones that looked like they had the most organized proposal to make this happen. Let me ask you, Ian, because you're in an interesting uh, perception and perspective position here. You weren't quite yet back down where you grew up in South Florida yet in your career when the big three came together. You've always been a massive soccer fan and you've always kept up with it at the international level. Uh, Jeanette actually proposed the question or she at least brought up the thought that, hey, uh, LeBron coming to South Florida and Lionel Messi coming to South Florida... Those are in the same neighborhood of massive, massive stories and just their significance. For you, as someone who grew up in South Florida, somebody who's covered the big three in South Florida, but someone who's about to also cover Lionel Messi and follows all things soccer here in South Florida, what's bigger 
ultimately, and I know that perspective comes into this internationally, locally, but but just from a sports perspective, what's bigger, LeBron to the big three with the Heat or Lionel Messi to Inter-Miami? Yeah, I, I was actually a production assistant on the decision when I was, when I was at ESPN That's right. at 21 years old. <laughs> so so I, I know both of these instances. I will say when it came down to the decision, um, there was more fanfare because there was a lead up to it. There were promos for a week. There was this July 1st discussion about free agency starting. Uh, Bosch and Wade had made the announcement. I remember we were in a post-production meeting on Mike and Mike when Bosch made the announcement. So there, there was more of a buildup of a super team coming and, and that to fruition. I'll also say the NBA Finals in the United States is much mm-hmm. bigger than the MLS Cup. Um, so that has a huge thing to do with it. You know, Messi at his highest at Inter Miami will be playing for a, a CONCACAF Champions Cup final, perhaps in a, in a FIFA Club World Cup in a couple of years down the line. But they, they pale in comparison to what the NBA Finals are currently drawing out. That's really the only reason. I will say in terms of the circus, you're going to get probably a bigger circus for Lionel Messi than you did for LeBron down here. Uh, That's an interesting point because uh, Jeanette had asked, hey, when are we getting the media credentials? And I'm like, I don't know if that's actually going to be possible for the next two or three months. If you haven't been credentialed already, it's going to be very difficult to get in there. We saw what happened after he won the World Cup and he went to Miami and spent some time down there. It was crowds wherever he went. That circus is a very, very real thing. What sort of, as a player, Lionel Messi is in or Miami getting because he at Barcelona was 30 goals every season, uh, just in the domestic La Liga season. Uh, he was in his prime at that point. PSG, his production fell to six goals first year, 16 goals second year. He's, he's obviously getting up there in age, but he's coming off the World Cup championship. What player is in or Miami getting here at this age? You're getting a a 35-year-old aging attacking midfielder. You're also getting the greatest soccer player of all time who's just coming off winning a World Cup for his country that absolutely adores him like no other, perhaps, uh, in in their entire country's history. So however you can marry those two two things Mm -hmm. together is probably uh, the easiest way to say it. I think this is really going to be an indictment on the quality of MLS over the past decade, really, since David Beckham, which if we go all the way back, you know, a decade and a half to win Beckham, signed with LA Galaxy, that led to this moment. His ability to buy Miami as the franchise and so on and so forth throughout here really led us to it. And in that time, you've seen American soccer improve and improve, but it still has not gotten the the respect, I would say, both domestically and internationally. We're going to find out really fast if that is warranted or not, because if Messi comes in here to scoring 10 goals a game, well, yeah, everybody's going to, to find the jokes and the memes on Twitter and everything. But if Messi comes in here and, I don't know, goes a couple goalless games, goes without an assist for a while, uh, does that speak more to the quality of the league? Does that speak to Messi's age? Uh, th- those will be all of the interesting uh, questions. I did a national story a couple months ago when we were really starting to, to talk about Messi and the possibility here and spoke to, to uh, one guy who covers the league, and he said, whether Messi does well or this blows up in, in flames, it doesn't really matter for the content machine. It's going to be great regardless because everybody's just going to want to see good, bad, ugly, interesting, and different. All of that is going to be content for everybody to enjoy. 
Uh, Ian Hest with us. The Heron Outlet does a great job covering Inner Miami. The Heron Outlet at Substack.com. The Heron Outlet, they do really, really, really good work. Uh, I apologize for what's going to seem like stream of consciousness questioning here over the next couple of them, so hang in there with me. You mentioned what's going to be the reaction to Lionel Messi if maybe there are struggles. Uh, this is going to be an indictment of the level of play in MLS. More pressure on them to have Lionel Messi win and potentially win an MLS Cup while at Inter-Miami. Lionel Messi, the club itself, or MLS? I I would say the club itself. Uh, Inter-Miami is going through an entire influx right now. They they just let go of their head coach and Phil Neville last week. Um, And and this has been, you know, they have an interim coach right now. There are rumors of who will take the full-time job. Inter-Miami is dealing with its own parking dispute at the stadium right now. The club has not had a lot of good PR in the past couple of, of weeks and months. So this basically changes the entire script on this season. They're currently last in the Eastern Conference of 15 teams. So, so nothing has been going right for this club in 2023. They've dealt with terrible injuries. I'll remind you, that, which is a huge part of this, they're still under the largest sanctions in league history. Those don't go away for another five, six months. So they're going to have to make it all work within the parameters of the salary cap somehow. So all the pressure is on Inter-Miami to figure out how to make this work. You have the greatest player of all time in a league where he should dominate. If you're, as a club, not able to do that, that's going to say a lot about them. Gut feel as someone who's around this club all the time, and I understand you cover them, uh, but as you just documented, this team has done nothing but trip all over itself and vomit on its shirt since its inception. Why why should we believe that Inter-Miami can become something to wholly support and will be able to succeed with Lionel Messi? I would say because this was the plan all along, and I know that that sounds kind of laughable and, and a little convoluted given the, the, the four years of this club, but this was always the plan to have a Lionel Messi, to have you know names like Ronaldo. Now you're hearing today uh, of talks of Sergio Busquets, Angel Di Maria. Are they going to be following it? Jordi Alba, could he be following? That was always the plan with this club, and it has taken a little bit longer But this was the process, and this was leading all the way up to 2026 World Cup, where I think really will be when Inter-Miami, I know that sounds like a long way away, but that will be when Inter-Miami is solidified as one of these best clubs. Right now, it's going to be becoming one of those best clubs. And I think Lionel Messi is the perfect ambassador to get this club from, kind of like you said, the tripping over itself that they've had in the first couple of years of its existence to the preeminent club in North America, basically, which is what they hope to be uh, in a couple years' time. Uh, so, so follow up off of that, and and Ian, you grew up in Palm Beach County Treasure Coast. You've worked in Palm Beach County Treasure Coast. You live again in Palm Beach County Treasure Coast. You've worked in media. You've done the entire thing. So, I, I I'm coming to you from this standpoint. I have felt since Inter Miami came to be, it is completely ignored the West Palm Beach Treasure Coast market, one of the most passionate soccer markets in the entire country. And it's shown by NBC's 
ratings, U.S. ratings for the English Premier League. It's top 10 every single year. Number six this past Premier League season. It's been impossible to get in front of Inter-Miami people from a professional standpoint. From a fan standpoint, I have seen zero outreach from Inter-Miami. I'm excited about Lionel Messi coming here, but for me, like I want to see the club succeed, but I'm way more into Messi than I am the club, and if they can win with them, I want an excuse to root for this team. Do you as a Palm Beach County guy, do you feel as if Inter-Miami has completely dropped the ball with us and the amount of soccer support it could get? What do you make of that? Yeah, you're going to get me in trouble, but you know you are. (laughs) You're 100% 100 right. I I have long been been frustrated by it. It, uh, It's two different worlds, whether or not you live north of Commercial Boulevard or south of Commercial Boulevard where the stadium is. You live south of the Commercial Boulevard line where Drive Pink Stadium is, this is your hometown team, and you have a lot of connections. You have a lot of community outreach. North of it, yeah, it's been a lot wanting. You mentioned that, that West Palm is one of the best soccer markets, just finished sixth in the nation uh, for Premier League this past year. So one of the best Premier League uh, television markets in the country. Boca Raton has a long history mm-hmm. of, of, of great soccer, going back to Josie Altador, which we all know his story as well. Um, so, and, and Weston FC, there's a lot of great soccer being played out in Weston right now. Um, that, that actually is a uh, sister uh, academy club for Inter-Miami right now. So there, there's great soccer throughout Palm Beach County. The hope is always that this will be a, a tri-county or, or South Florida um, endeavor. And, you know, as they're still in Fort Lauderdale, try to enjoy it a little more because it might get a little more difficult when they're down at Miami Freedom Park in a couple of years. By the way, when the hell are they going to be down in Miami, Dade? Uh, you tweeted at me last night that they've got the, the permits. They're working on the permits and the zoning and all that. They've, they've got the, the park down there by Miami International Airport. But is Lionel Messi ever even going to play, play a, a, a match in, in that stadium in an Inter-Miami shirt? Uh, I would doubt it. Um, the reports are this is for a two-and-a-half-year deal. From what I've heard, that, that sounds about right. Uh, I don't think that they'll have that stadium done in two-and-a-half years. They, they have closed Mel Reef Golf Course where uh, the, the stadium will be built. So now they have to do some permits and, and the government red tape that goes through all of it. Once that's cleared, then they can start architecturally or planning all that. So this is going to be a process that takes a while. The hope would be that sort of towards the end of Messi's time here would be when you can unveil this stadium and that brings you into the next generation or next iteration of this team, but the timing's going to be difficult. Yeah, that's wild. I mean, Messi could could retire and walk straight into the Wawa on Cypress Creek. It would be truly right. a <laughs> monumental uh, occasion. Uh, Jeanette, uh, go ahead. No, and I'm perfect segue because, you know, you have a lot of casual fans like me who are, who are going to now to drive Pink Stadium. Ian, you've been to the stadium to cover the team a lot, um, I'm assuming at least. And so I just would love for you to give the people, the casuals like myself, who are going to drive to watch Messi, um, like a schedule of what to do. There is a trampoline park. There's a couple churches around. There's the Wawa, Miami subs, I think. Where do I eat? Like, what's the pregame stuff situation around? Uh, I mean, there's <laughs> it's commercial in 95. So this is my favorite part. That's my favorite part of this. <laughs> Really, so much going on in all of those warehouses uh-huh. um, mm-hmm. on, on Dixie Highway and everything. Yeah, uh, no, there, there's stuff. It's Fort Lauderdale, it's Pompano, Deerfield area. So there is stuff. You mentioned there's an action park and like an arcade around there. A lot of the fans, though, I mean, Inter Miami has one of the great South Florida sports environments in terms of a game day environment. 
They call it La Familia. There's a bunch of different groups, but they all come together. Very rich culture, diversity, and excitement um, around the stadium. So people get most of the games start at 730 uh, on weekends, on Saturdays. And so most people get down to the stadium, maybe 3.30, 4 o'clock. They'll tailgate throughout the game. And once the game starts, it's 90 minutes standing, singing, screaming nonstop. I mean, even when the other team scores a goal, La Familia doesn't stop singing. So it's, it's really like 90 minutes of hell that you experience. And Inter-Miami has shown this. They have one of the best home records in all of MLS uh, over the past couple of seasons. So it definitely is one of the tougher places to play in the league. Ian, I really appreciate the time, the perspective, really valuable stuff. I said it yesterday when we were talking PGA and Live. I like having people smarter than me on to explain things to me. It's happened again today. So uh, thank you as always, brother. I appreciate it. You're doing great work. Keep it up and uh, try and keep your head above water here in the crush that's to come the next couple of months. Thanks. Thanks, Ken. Always time for you, buddy. I appreciate you. That is Ian Hest, a former ESPN West Palm teammate of ours, and again, does outstanding work at the Heron Outlet, theheronoutlet.substack.com. When we come back, he's soon to be the biggest free agent in sports media, but what in God's name is he talking about when it comes to Eric Spolstra? She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Ah, man. Every day for the last, like, three weeks, we could have used a third hour. 100%. We could have used a third hour. Talk to your people, Ken. Hey, management. I need to sit down before I go on a cruise during the middle of the NBA Finals and Stanley Cup Finals on Friday. That's all right, Stone and I got it. Three hours. We got Theo in here, too. I'm not sure I have quite the leverage I need for that discussion when I've made the conscious decision to go on a family vacation in international waters for nine days in the middle of the Heat and the Panthers playing for a championship. Not sure my leverage is quite there to have that chat. you so disappointed. Not good. Head. Not good. Uh, what should we do here? What should we do here? What should we do here? Hey, let's hear from Tua. Tua Tungavailoa. And again, I am the president of the Tua Tungavailoa fan club in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. We have lost sight of that because we've been so occupied with basketball and with hockey Mm -hmm. and with soccer Mm -hmm. and with golf. But again, this is the safe haven for all of you Tua lovers out there. Tua was asked about Lionel Messi coming to South Florida. Here is our golden boy who is looking beefcakey. I mean, that dude. So uh, Mike McDaniel said he put on like 10 to 15 um, pounds of muscle to a not Mike um, uh, uh, during this offseason. And you see it. This dude is thick in all the right places. Man, two is looking great. Here's two on Lionel Messi. I just got done watching Ted Lasso. Anyone watch Ted Lasso? That awesome. I thought you were like pulling my leg because someone told you that. No? But I've been like raving about how good Ted Lasso was in the locker room. But I mean, that's awesome. Got another superstar. So I mean, big, big names out here in Miami. You know, it's it's good for the culture out here. Just like uh, you know, what the Heat got going on and what the Panthers got going on. To a coach. Talk. Oh man, he's just so good. He's so polished. Lionel Messi to approve. Can we hear that fake media laugh uh, one more time? Uh, not exactly a funny line. It's just, uh, it just got done uh, watching Ted Lasso. <laughs> what? Lionel Messi. What do you think it does for the Miami sports? Yeah, Lionel Messi. 
I just got done watching Ted Lasso. Anyone watch Ted Lasso? <laughs> I mean, just just uh, a, a a barrage of fake media laugh. Do you do the fake media laugh? Of course. Why Why do you fall into the trap then? Well, no, I, do you do the fake media laugh? I mean, I try not to, but I think yeah, yeah, I think you're supposed to. I think it's Didn't mandatory. Theo dropped a fake media laugh on me yesterday. No, he Big did not. Time. Yeah. Or Big Monday, time. Monday. Monday was, I listened to yesterday's show. I yeah, it wasn't on yesterday. And he did it, and we knew it was fake because he clearly didn't even understand. He had no what idea Ken what said. I was talking but about. That's yeah. a very Theo move, though. And he went, <laughs> and then Stone called him out. Stone called him out. Wow. Uh, but but I've done fake media life in the past, but I try, like, I, I'm a better man now. I've learned. doesn't happen Please, anymore. you would be the first one to ha <laughs> in front of Tua immediately. Oh, no, absolutely. Well, no, that's because that's, no, yeah. that's, that's flirting. That's not fake media life. That's different. No, there's definite. Nobody flirts and that's does the fake. football flirting. Like, oh, good one, Tua. I football love you. Flirting. I love you. Uh, all right. Can... Um, <laughs> What should I do now, Stone? You're looking at me like you're expecting something. Well, I mean, every time we bring up Tua Tungavailoa, you know, it's like in, in where we're at right now with the Heat, with the Panthers, yeah. that's our Baptist Health offseason. Oh, Football. you're right. Report what a great jumping off point. That Tua input on Lionel Messi and the fake media laugh. Your offseason football report brought to you by Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. They have a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho. For more information today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. All right, Jeanette. Mm-hmm. The, you're going to hear a, a lot of the, the, uh, the name Shannon Sharp over the next couple of months. I've heard of it before. He has announced that he is leaving. What's the name of that show on FS1, the fake first take? Undisputed. Undisputed. That's right. That's right. You all right with that, Stone? No, he loves Undisputed. He watches That's what it I'm every saying. day. Is he going to be okay without Skip Bayless versus Shannon Sharp? Yeah, I'm excited. Right? I'm going to see who steps up to the plate and tries to challenge my boy uh, Skip. But, I mean, <laughs> we're going to have to see how that plays out. <laughs> I still uh, haven't blocked. God's honest truth. I've never watched on actual television Undisputed. I've only seen the show via clips on social media. Is Skip Bayless really that yoked as he is on Twitter? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah no. He's ripped up, man. He's ripped up. Great shape. I've yeah. better shape than all three of us. Okay. Uh oh, Ken. I mean, Ken's I, about to throw. He might be in better shape than me, but Dude, I guarantee. Stone is coming out no, to everybody. He called this, my dog ugly. He's calling you no, fat this, compared this dude's to feeling, This dude's feeling cocky. That's what, what's what happening. Reason? I just you want to bring him down? Let's bring Stone down I real just quick. Said that Skip Bayless was more in shape than I was. How is that any bit no, cocky? We are, were. I said you us look, three. No, yes. Exactly. I said us so, three. And then, that's a personal attack on you, Ken. Ken works so hard on his body I know. every day. So does Skip. And I have lost a lot of weight the past <laughs> no, two months. Here, I'm gonna be, and you coming out here, I'm gonna what be, do you do? Eat I, cinnamon toast crunch at one o'clock in the morning. Damn oh. right. Yeah, the whole, what was the, what were the, the bag of Doritos you killed during the show yesterday? <laughs> Sweet spice yeah. jelly. Stealing pizza from his beautiful girlfriend. Yep. Uh, so I'm going to be reckless like Skip. When he just dropped, oh, Jimmy Butler's dad, something's important, something bad is going on there. He took it upon himself, national television, to air out Jimmy Butler's personal laundry. Uh, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna be as reckless as Skip. Skip's on steroids. There. How about that? I can play that game too. The illegal ones. I can play that game too, allegedly, so I don't get sued. Skip's on allegedly. steroids, allegedly. Okay, it's a great call out. Yeah. I think we should. Yeah, Skip. What are you gonna do about that, Skip? I think. Skip! 
the attack should be on Stone because Stone thinks Skip's in better shape. Well, than Stone's you. not on steroids. No. <laughs> he's just, on pizza. He's on the wrong side. <laughs> yeah, he's, on, he's on carbs. On pizza. Injecting yeah, he, them in his veins. He's on carboids. Yes. Uh, so, so Shannon Sharp is going to get paid a lot of money by a network at some point because he has announced he's leaving Undisputed. He is going to be a very sought-after free agent. There are going to be many, many sports networks that want his services, okay? But this isn't going to help in negotiations at whatever network Shannon Sharp lands on because yesterday Shannon Sharp, when discussing the Heat and Eric Spolstra, he, he made himself look like a fool. Shocking. Here's... Shannon Sharp. I, 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 look, he, he did his job. The coach did his job. But at the end of the day, coaching it doesn't have the same impact in the NBA as it does college. So that's where I'm at on that. I'm not trying to diminish Spo. I think he's unbelievable. I'm willing to say he's a top three, top four coach in the NBA as we currently talk. Okay. But I ain't getting no credit for what happened on, on, on game two. Holy Jesus, man. I ain't giving him no credit for what happened in game two. Except Spo probably deserves about, oh, I don't know, 80% or so of the credit. Right, we had J. Will on here. J. Will, 6 to 10 a.m., uh, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN 106.3. He was on the show two days ago, and he went into great detail about the, 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 the press and the zone and the drop coverage that the Heat were presenting to Jokic in game two that really kept that offense off balance. But uh, that, that had nothing to do with Spo, Jeanette. That had nothing to do with Spo. Nothing, nothing. Don't give him any credit. It was just a bad night for the, uh, for the old nuggies. I know where Shannon Sharp is trying to interview for. No disrespect to the mothership. Because obviously tag. we bear the name. First Absolutely. Tag. Well, Stephen A. wants him. Stephen A. said it. That's what I'm saying. So Shannon Sharp is already playing the part of disrespecting the Miami Heat in this postseason at every opportunity yeah. he gets because his sight is at where they do it best, which is first take. I will say the biggest Heat haters, though, on ESPN are uh, Canty and Carlin. He'd fit in well on that show. That's a great point. I wouldn't mind hearing Shannon on ESPN Radio. Yeah, it's a tricky spot. But which one of those guys remind me, Ken? Between Jay Will and uh, Shannon Sharp, uh-huh. which one of those guys played basketball? Uh, Shannon Sharp's probably played basketball at some point in his life, but as far as um, the NBA, oh, that's Jay Will. Yeah, that'd be Jay Will. Yeah, yeah. So Shannon kind of uh, reaching, stretching, and, and that clip's actually like two and a half minutes long. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not one bit of X's and O's, just a bit of flinging poop here, flinging poop there. Well, which one's going to stick? Baby, clickety, clack. Well, what I think, well, actually... That's what that is, is that's Shannon Sharp. The whole world has said, wow, that was a really impressive game plan from Eric Spolstra. Huh, how are the Heat getting all those wide-open looks at three? They didn't hit them in game one. They hit them in game two. Like, they've been hitting them now through a 20-game postseason sample size. What are the, uh, Oh, yeah, the, 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 the coach is helping to set up that offensive attack. I'm not going to give him any credit for that. I'm not going to give him any credit for that. I'm not going to give him any. Top three or four coach in the NBA, by the way, that was offensive in and of itself. Like, Jeanette thought initially that was the, the terrible claim from Shannon Sharp. It got worse. But then it got worse. It somehow got worse. Like, you know what that is, though? And, and you alluded to it. Like, that's just contrarian click on my content, which is why he's going to make a lot of money in media free agency. No, you hate contrarians, too. I'm a big... Yeah, I, I don't know how you else to put it. I just hate contrarians. <laughs> and and I, this is a tough spot for, for Shannon and Skip. It almost seems like, not that he hasn't been, but he's corrupting, undisputed. He wants to blow it up before he's on his way out. But him and Skip just spewing BS all over the TVs, all over the radios, all over social media. It's crap. 
Yeah. Crap, crap, crap. No, no, it's also not a coach's job to figure out how you can make a bench the most efficient bench of the whole NBA, and now you're in the finals. Like, it makes no sense. Well, here, I'm going to do something crazy. Ooh. I mean, Shannon's about to make himself a, a big-time bag, right? You think? Clickbait. Click, click, click. Yeah, he's going to make, I mean, Stone, he's going to make a ton really? of money. He's going to be extremely sought out. Absolutely. After. Okay, cool. I wouldn't be shocked if he ended up with his own show at ESPN. Now, I don't know, now that they're paying Pat McAfee out of Fort Knox, I don't know if he's, they're going to be able to pay him, but he's going to go somewhere, have his own show, do that whole thing. Uh, he's not in a sh- lot of memes, so I want more Shannon Sharp memes. I'm memes not sure they give him his own show. His own show right now, Club Shay Shay, it's not worthy of being. Is that, uh, or wait, is that his real name? Fronted by Club- the four letters ESPN. I don't know if he can handle all that smoke. He- Stephen A's world is bad enough. Club Shay Shay on ESPN, I don't know about time that. Time out, time out, time out. Is that a real thing? Yeah, yeah. Club Shay Shay. Club Shay Shay. I yes, sir. Oh Shannon- my gosh, that sounds like some raggedy club down off of. Okay, here. Trust me when I tell you that man is going to make a ton <laughs> of Damn money. Damn right he is. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised to see ESPN try and gobble him up. And even uh, Stone doesn't like Club Shay Shay. So obviously, Jeanette, that means I- nobody else does i no, don't no, dislike no, nobody, nobody i should. don't dislike club shay shay trust me i give it time i watch it he brings on steve harvey and all these guys and he brings on i like steve the, harvey. The kevin hart's world but as far as steve hosting, harvey's never said no to anything by the way but but as far as hosting a show that's a that's t- tall task even though he kind of does it right now so so but i i mean what shannon sharp did was just clearly throw something out there for clicks for content because he's good at what he does that's what you do in 2023 clicks equals money equals happiness Okay, so here's what I'm going to do. In the vein of Shannon Sharp, Shohei Otani is overrated. Not even top 100 player in Major League Baseball. How about that? Sucks. Package that, put it out there. Go deeper. Here, Go actually, deeper. Jeanette, what I want you to do, Yes. Um, can you film me doing it? Because Shannon, this was on video, and I think it, it, there's a bigger emphasis when you're actually on video doing this, okay? So just let me know when you're ready so that we can... Uh, Oh, I can see myself. Perfect. Oh, okay. Here we go. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look very intensely at the camera as well. And then Stone, I'm gonna. I'm gonna act as if. I'm gonna act as if I'm. I'm debating with you. Okay, we're recording. All right, good. Here we go. <clears throat> Three, two, one, and Mark Stone. I'm here to declare right now on ESPN 106.3. Me, Ken Lavica. Me, Ken Lavica. I need a bag. Pay me to say things like this. Ken Lavica, Shohei Otani is completely overrated and not even a top 100 player in Major League Baseball. You out your damn mind, Skip. Wild. I'll just wait for the money to come. That's what it takes. That's what it takes. I you feel didn't... good about what we just did right there. Do we, do we get like a commission off of this? Like, yeah, yeah, no, no. I'll, t- I'll take you guys to several dinners. Didn't even go into. No, de- I want the money. Don't take me to dinner. <laughs> Didn't even go into detail about why he's not a top 100 player. I think that's, Does it matter? That's criteria. No, for, no, no, for, no, no. For... That's what I'm saying. Listen to the podcast. That's why it's more. good. That's why it's that's good. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just throw it out there. Just hope yeah. it sticks. No doubt. No doubt. So he's not going to get. Like, I feel great about that, actually. <laughs> I feel really, really good about that. That was a nice, intense look at the yeah. camera. Like, come at me, bro. Yeah. Uh, you want to know why I know the Nuggets are in a little bit of mental trouble right now. Why? I present to you KCP yesterday. When the Heat lose, it is to a man, hey, we 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 struggled against what the opponent was doing to us. You, you got to give respect to their plan. When things were going poorly in the Celtics series, it was, oh, that is a very talented team on the other side. That is a great basketball team on that other side. In this series, he shut down Ramona Shelburne and a question about making Jokic a scorer 
by 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 absolutely going over the top, making sure everybody knew that Jokic is best player on the planet, right? Mm-hmm. So so this is KCP yesterday, and this is how I know the Nuggets are in a bit of mental trouble because they have not gotten over what happened to them in Game Two, and they're sitting there doing this blame themselves thing. It was us. It was us. It was us. It was our thing. It's we're why we lost. That's not good mentally strong behavior in a series like this. I present to you KCP. Some of the other guys um, and, and make Jokic more of a score. Uh, I don't think they did anything to take away anything. I don't so, think they did anything. I mean, just by adding Kevin Love and putting Jimmy Didn't take away anything from us. We still was able to run our plays, uh, get the ball where we needed to be. Um, could get the switch anytime we wanted. Um, so I, I don't think that really mattered. Um, it's all about our energy and effort that we put out. Um, and like I said, like we, we did play the horrible game, I, I would say, in my eyes. And we still almost won the game, had a chance to win the game. We play, We just played a horrible game. They didn't take anything away from us. When, when you come off of your coach ripping you for not playing in enough effort, with enough effort in the NBA Finals, into you've had a, a a whole two days to sleep on it, and you come back with the day before Game Three. Oh, that was us. We just played horrible. They didn't take anything away from us. That was just us. That's um, you can tell they are wildly bothered and a bit perplexed about what the Heat did to them in Game Two. And slightly scared too. The Heat, Miami Heat, are living rent free. Like talk like that is not good. Talk like that is not good, and you would never hear anything like that coming out of a Heat player's mouth Mm-mm. after losing in a Game 2 of the NBA Finals. You sure as hell didn't hear it after Game 1 of the NBA Finals when the Heat did lose. That's Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. I'm Ken Levicka. Show Hayotani sucks, and I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Now, back to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. We are proud followers of the religion we made up, Calebism. Please, Jeanette, please don't buy your heads and let us pray. And our interns in the room, everybody. Dearest Caleb, we are encouraged by your journey through the illness that kept you from reaching your full capacity in games one and two. And we feel very happy, very pleased, very brightened by the fact that you are feeling better, leading us to understand that it's not the end game in which makes us faithful. It is the journey to the end game that is the most enriched portion of our following of you. Hallelujah. You're a guiding light, you're a beacon. And through your travails, we have found strength as you will find success. Praise Caleb. As we head towards game three tonight and your newly plentiful, bountiful body takes to the floor, we pray that you will be able to provide us with the maximum happiness that you gave us in that wretched hell known as Boston. In Caleb's name we pray. Amen. 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 Again, amen, because he's the man. All right, shall we uh, Shall we play the songs? Hey, uh, Denver, I want you to eat all of this, okay? What are we starting with? We start with the fray. The fray. The fray, loosely from Denver, from Colorado. Good enough. The fray. <laughs> 
Terrible garbage. Casey Peter didn't take anything away from us. Well, then we take the fray from you. All right, cut the fray. John Denver, Rocky Mountain High. We're taking that from you, too. John Denver. Thank you. Go Pete. That's Jeanette. That's Stone. I'm Ken. Bye-bye.